0: Welcome to Season 3 of the Startup Climb Podcast. I'm your host, Ihud. Startup Climb is a bi-weekly podcast show where we have conversations with startup founders. Through the podcast, we'll go behind the curtains, through the highs and the lows, to find out what it takes to run a startup. In this episode, we have Evan, co-founder and CEO of Quest. Quest is an on-demand services marketplace where users can seek help from others for timely, cost-competitive services and simultaneously offer their services through the app. Welcome, Evan. Hi, Evan. Hello. Hello. Hi. You're right? Yep, correct. That's correct. So for people that might not have heard of Quest before, could you just give an introduction on what is Quest and what do you guys do there?
1: Sure. So Quest, uh, in a simpler one sentence is we are on-demand services marketplace where users can seek help from others for different kinds of services or gigs and also, also offer your own service at the same time. So the whole reason why we came out is that we realized right, in this era where you can get almost anything instantly, you No know, people shouldn't have to waste time searching, calling, vetting for help wherever they need one. And we also realized that the market for the hiring service economy is huge. It's like a few hundred billion globally. But the whole process, even in Singapore, right, is really inefficient and largely offline. So we wanted to transform this experience from end to end and build a marketplace that allows our users to actually present any kind of problem they need to be solved by any humans with any skills and we also want to empower our heroes to solve them any way they see fit so you know i mentioned heroes right so we we like to call the people who seek help from others as citizens and the people who help others as heroes because you know they come and like save your day so in creating these connections not only do our customers get the help they need our heroes are able to like increase their income opportunities and also like you no, know, if they have a skill set, you know, they can make a living doing what they great at and create some like uh, flexible income. Yeah, so that's like a
0: hmm. So uh, I get what you're talking about like in terms of like you know creating a service marketplace, but um, immediately what comes to mind will be that uh, Carousel offers something similar. So like like how do you differ from Carousel?
1: Oh yes, yes. yeah oh yeah, actually when we first started, um, Carousel was one of the first like uh, big players or competitors that we look at. Uh, because we realized that Okay, one of the first things That we are very, very different from uh, Carousel Is we are a very request-based platform So what does request-based mean? Right? It just means that uh People can't just list a service Like if I'm a freelancer I don't just put Oh, I can do this for you I can do this for you But rather, you know, I need help So I just say, hey I need someone to come um, and help me deliver a bubble tea to my friend's birthday or something. So it's a very request thing. But if you look at how Carousel is built, um, it's like a very listing kind of platform. So if you actually put uh, help me do something or looking for help, uh, you wouldn't really get it very fast. So one of the things that Quest wants to target uh, to really solve is the speed of getting help. Uh, which is why you know earlier I mentioned that you know people shouldn't waste time you know searching or like looking for help when you can just post and within minutes someone comes to save you. So uh when so we are really serious when you say you know we are on demand services marketplace. And it's really pretty hard to really achieve that level, but that's something we're aiming for. Um currently we are on Telegram and we have a mobile app that just launched one month ago. So through Telegram, right, uh because of how fast people actually get their notifications, uh we realize that this on-demand thing actually works. Like uh uh, for example, right Something that we're really proud of Is that uh, Within 5 minutes 95% of quests Actually receive an offer So you can really post All the weird weird stuff Okay, not say weird Like Not like unique Like those like Quests that people yeah, Don't yeah, normally yeah. do Like one of our, <laughs> Yeah, yeah Actually one of our first quests Right, that we posted On Telegram channel um Is This guy Requested for Help me plan A proposal For my Like, you know uh, My Engagement lah for proposal because he doesn't know the plan. Uh, and he was like, if I'm not wrong, it's around. Tr- oh, you put so he put trillion dollars, so it was very attractive. And actually, my girlfriend was the one who actually went uh to help him lah. So I got along. So, uh, my girlfriend didn't say like no, she knows me or anything. But I just uh, tagged along and really experienced the whole flow of like the entire experience, so I can understand like the whole service uh like economy better like uh, while building the product, and that was at. Um December last year when we first started, um so to give a little bit insight of like the whole Telegram idea, uh when we first started right um we were we were just straight up coding the the app and like uh designing the UX UI and everything and it took a long time because uh it's just three of us with my uh founding team, uh one tech founder took a long 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 time to just create an app or like even the first working prototype, so we asked ourselves like you know are we like wasting so much time uh spending money or like you know uh, wasting all this effort building a product and then in the end no one wants to use it because uh like up until that point in december right uh all we had was just a survey like we surveyed a hundred plus people then uh pitched in some class then some people approve you know tell our friends but uh, if you really think about it, uh, do we really have market validation? Are we like really doing something, uh, worthwhile? So we actually look at other other like uh <laughs> startups Like I remember, like there was these ideas all, all these uh companies like right, that were on Telegram and they grew quite big. So we were like, okay, you know what? Let's just start a Telegram channel we be very flexible and lean. Uh. So if this one week, uh, we, we spend so much effort making the Telegram channel, it doesn't work out. Uh, we just, you know, abandon it and we just try something else and I'll focus back on building a product or do some other form of validation. Uh, so on December 16th, we decided to uh just create a Telegram channel out of nowhere. And then you know how Telegram allows users to have like uh, 200 Next, so you just add as many friends as you can into the group, and just keep uh posting a quest. So then comes the next challenge of the demand and supply side. Uh, so we did a growth hack la. So I am not gonna say like what companies we, we find from. So okay, one big one is Carousel la. So we actually go and scour through the entire Carousel platform, see anybody need help or not. So one of this uh the example that I mentioned this wedding uh proposal right, uh was actually from Carousel. So we were like hey uh we can actually do this for you, but uh. Can you text me or something? Like, I don't like to like sue me or something. Lah. So um, the uh the user actually text me through Telegram and I said, hey, you know, I'm building this platform uh, to really help people find services. Then you, know, you want to come over and I, I can actually help you post your quest and see whether anybody wanna help you. But if nobody help you, don't worry, my girlfriend loves this kind of like wedding counts uh, proposal and you know, she'll help you. Uh and then uh yeah, so he just agreed. And and we just posted on the on the Telegram channel. And it kind of At this I wouldn't say blew up, but it got a lot of attention. Then people start posting. And at that time it was very, very manual. People would text me and say, hey, uh, I need like uh someone to write this uh Trans, translate this letter for me And I will Okay I will just Repost it on you For you And then we slowly grew All the way from December All the way till now So now we are seeing like 4k plus And it's really quite cool Because like Our users are super active uh, it's, Although it's just like 4k plus users right uh, If you post An interesting enough quest Like just last Monday uh, This person post uh, <laughs> It was really quite funny uh, the, the quest was help, help me find a fake uh, you know, It was this girl Who put Help me find a fake boyfriend because she got into some situation. Wow, and the thing blew up, yeah. Like, it had like five hundred shares on our Telegram. So like, people are sharing to their friends and friends and friends, and our Telegram just kept increasing. Or people start downloading our app and realizing, oh, chris can it's so cool? You can do this and this, yeah. So, oh my god, I, I actually thought quite um, I talk quite a lot So I might mean, lost lost track of like our whole topic,
0: yeah. <laughs> right, actually, I think you covered quite a few things. Um, so maybe like. One of the things that I really want to dive into is that because you mentioned that you created the app first, like you were in the midst of creating the app. Yeah. But then you decided that you want to test it by creating this Telegram chat and then this Telegram chat blew up. So then the question is, do you then still feel that there's a need for an app since that your, your Telegram chat seems to be working like just fine and stuff like that? So like, I guess then the end of the question would just be that, then do you still feel like there's a need for an app? And if so, then how will yes. this Telegram like group really play into the app dynamics?
1: Oh yeah. So this is something that we ask ourselves all the time, like even while building the app. Like not in March, uh when we were still like struggling to build the app and like uh with just a team of like four or five people building the app, uh we asked hey, "Is Telegram doing quite well. Actually, you want to minimize also cannot right? like uh we got a few K, you know, like it's a mini influencer, right? You want to charge ads also can uh but uh <laughs> while doing it, right? that, so this is why Telegram was important because it helps validate why uh app was important. While uh thousand, I would say thousands hundreds of requests that we actually uh, transacted through the telegram channel, uh, a lot of times we realized the importance of an app. And firstly, right, uh with the app, with the telegram now, it's very manual. Uh I know we can have bots, right? But we choose to be um we choose to talk to our users uh face to um uh, one-to-one or one-on-one because this let us understand our users better and we really can understand the problem they face. Uh, but we realized that uh, safety is one very, very important aspect when it comes to their service, right? Like you want to have someone to come to your over-the-house or to, you know, um, you know to help you do something. Um, the safety of the platform is super important. Uh, with Telegram, it's very, very limited. Like there's only that much we can control or we can really uh, filter. But... With the app, we really can, you know, um, really structure the end to end experience of the entire services, of the entire service, uh, and that's one very very important factor, like why we want to build the app because of the safety aspect. Like right now, we are working with a SIM pass and everything to make sure the app, like whoever comes through, and is verified. You know, with their number, you know, we can trace them. Uh, or whatever, um, that uh people post is like you know, make sure that okay they are they are proper. Uh, with the Telegram, is limited in that aspect. The second problem is payment. So, uh, a lot of times, I would say that a lot of value is lost because we don't understand. Uh, because people just like text each other, right? We don't know how much actually the full transaction can be. It could be way, way higher. And sometimes they just uh recur. Um, and there uh, once or twice, right? Uh, out the one thousand quests that we have so far, lah, that uh, people got like scammed or misunderstand uh there was some misunderstanding like you know oh this user uh, requested for this service then uh he just MIA my a or well, he just I pay him first then he never tell me to he never agree then uh he never properly agreed then he still take my money and everything. So uh there was a lot of this misunderstanding. When we on the app, right, we make sure that every single user have to pay through the app before they can make a, a like a proper like offer. And so we hold the money for them. So in case that you know they get scared, we can refund them easily. So all this actually uh tell us that you know the, the app is very important. And the third reason, right, is that uh, this is not just our end goal. Right? We are not just want to, we, we don't want just want to you know, have a telegram uh and then just facilitate one service to the other. We really want to like you know uh empower users to really um, uh, you know they can really earn an income through Quest. And I hope hopefully, hopefully like within the next few years, you know, people can actually like start earning an income. Like, like they really can do make a living just by being a hero on Quest. Uh and I think on Telegram it's really hard to do this right now uh, with the Telegram uh feature.
0: Yeah. So then, like, how do you like migrate users from Telegram to the app? Because like, I would assume there'll be quite significant like drop off because of like app fatigue and stuff like that. So like, how do you mitigate that? Um,
1: wow, well, this this question is actually a, a really good question because even my co-founder uh, questioned this before. Like, you know, wow, it's so hard to move users, right? And we even like did a survey asking our user, hey, you know, if we have an app and this app can do ABC, would you want to move? And even till today, there are a lot of like friction lah. Like people don't want to download many, many reasons could be wow, the app takes too much space, lah, or wow, I just need to good to app store. It's it's a hassle already. Or like, oh, they don't want any another app on a platform, or they don't want to pay through the app, uh, multiple reasons. Um, but the first thing that I told my co-founder was that hey, you know, our Telegram is just a very small market. Uh, we actually spend zero dollar marketing on Telegram, and it's really uh, we we let people share like through variety or like through different uh, Telegram groups and group. but the the market in Singapore is way 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 larger. So if we just focus on like you know uh let's move every single Telegram user just to the app, uh then our market size will be very small. So you are just thinking of getting 4,000 users from Telegram to app, but actually there's like a million people in Singapore, the population that we are not even targeting. There are a lot of a lot of users that we talk to have no idea what. Uh, we are doing it on Telegram. They don't know that uh, we have a Telegram channel, and yeah. So, um, that's one of the, one of the things we are like um that we kind of agree on. That okay, we shouldn't focus so much on moving people from Telegram to the, the app, but rather we just keep promoting. Um, so. Now, Telegram is very interesting because uh, right now, we are still using it as a platform to facilitate a lot, a lot of the services uh, because of how active the users are. So we, we realized that the users are easily influenced by what kind of things people show on the platform. For example, for uh, example, um earlier this week, because of the fake girlfriend quest, right? Uh, we start seeing people posting like, oh, uh, help me find a dinner date for my OCS uh, social event. Help me. Uh I have depression. I want a friend or something, and they, they actually pay for it. Uh and we are saying that, okay, people actually get influenced by what. Um what other, others post. So we feel that Telegram is a very, very good place to show people what are very good quests. Um, yes, we actually do provide services for pretty much anything. But right now, because I would say 60% of our users as students and freelancers? We want to um be, have a niche in this and like really um go deeper into this particular. So we try to promote like what students, students, freelancers can do. And these are the very popular ones like logo design, writing, um, uh, marketing, marketing collectors, all, all those things that most uh, uh, student freelancers can do. And uh, if you ask me, what would the future of Telegram look like for Quest? Right, is uh, in the end. I hope that most people migrate to the app when the app becomes uh, marginally better every week uh, we should each update. And then the Telegram channel will be more of a marketing platform where you know it's like our Instagram where we fish we actually um show people like you know what's, what's new. So Slowly like we are transitioning in that. So something we are doing right now is we actually have a weekly, you know, not weekly, daily roundup of um what are the cool quests on the app right now. So we kind of like say, okay, today roundup is uh someone to do uh, deliver Mr. Coconut, uh someone wants to uh find a fake boyfriend, blah blah blah, and then uh to get all these quests you have to download the app
0: right so then um i'm actually quite surprised to know that actually like your people who use your app are not really the same as your telegram users and they tend to be two relatively separate group of people so maybe then could you just share a little bit on like how do you like gain traction for your app and like how do you like because i saw that like you were on some ranking like on some charts uh, for your app itself, so like, how do you achieve that?
1: Oh yeah, so um, yeah, that that's really a, like it actually to us was surprise of like how we got to rank uh in in the app store. So to give some context to the audiences, uh, we launched on the June, and of course, like through our marketing campaigns and like you know uh posting on LinkedIn, posting on Instagram, uh, really like just sharing all our friends. Then we make all our friends share on Instagram, right? Uh, and uh, we engage like some mini influencers here and there, uh it helped us rank like top 50, top 20 on the lifestyle charts in the first day. But we knew that this wouldn't last. Like uh, we were like saying, okay, you know, it's because like, on the first day there was this hype lah. so people download I think on the first day there was like 400-500 downloads which is incredible right Or in, a Telegram channel took um one month to build 400 users but on the app it took one day so at that right. point it was like wow so cool Wow, so many people are supporting us They're really really happy of course a lot of Telegram users the very very loyal fans right, are using our, our platform and we were definitely happy about it Um, but I told my team that you know this will not last right because it's just a one day thing uh, people are just hype on it uh, and to really stay up in the top charts or, or like to be on top you really have to make sure that your product is really something people want people need or you you asked me a lot about Telegram yeah something that we really really are working on is that how do we make our app nine times better than our Telegram channel and I think that's one uh, if the app is so much better then those people who are still you know, are very stubborn like okay I don't want to move to your, your app because I don't know all this uh, then you'll move there so this is something you're working on uh, and then uh, just two weeks later after the launch, right, On the third, okay, on the second and a half week, la, two and a half week, uh, we started uh using TikTok more, cause we like okay, you know TikTok is like a huge market, uh, like a lot of people are using TikTok, right? So we just to uh, you know let's try a few TikTok videos, and then we had um this quest someone asking to deliver Mister Coconut for ten dollars, so my my intern was like hey you know uh let me go and do it yeah uh, sure go we'll and do it but just a few minutes down okay. And he said, okay, sure, he just filmed his process down. And then I edited it and used some trendy music. And then it blew up. Kind of like in our way, it was like hundred over 130k now uh, views. And because of that, right, we suddenly jumped uh, uh in the in the number of uh, downloads. So in one day we had like what wow, two, two, two K plus downloads. Our telegram also jumped, our everywhere just jumped and, and it was quite insane, and it lasted for a while. So we realized that, okay, you know what? Uh we uncovered a hidden um, uh, technique. Lah. Okay, that, like, let's use TikTok to market more. So we've been uh actively trying to post more things on TikTok and realized that a lot of you are following us on TikTok also. Like uh we realized that people like to see uh people doing things. Like if we post a random TikTok, like like someone doing a dance style or like something, a reader or something, like, like something quest related, people are. Not that excited about it, but you show people like, oh, you can earn ten dollar. Wow, Why you can earn forty dollars an hour? But wow, how do you, how do you do that? And people see the process. What well, and it's like entertainment for them. So I think with that, uh, we kind of grew up, and our downloads start getting higher and higher. So we are like getting like two k plus per week downloads on average. And uh, yeah, it's been pretty good. Uh, even this week alone, because I was like the different. Like we just made use of. Uh, whatever interesting quest there are and we try to do one quest a week so all these help us have like 10k plus views 50k plus views and every time we have a, um, like a somewhat viral video it always boosts us uh, in the top <laughs> charts so because of that right, we were at one point like, number eight in the entire uh charts in Singapore. So like, like, we were in front of Shopee, like, even, we were in front of TikTok for a while, like, the, the channel that gave us the, our hands and legs, right, well, we were in front of it, which made us quite proud, like, wow, so many people are downloading our app. Um, but, with all this, right, comes with a lot of stress because, uh, to us, the app now is just an MVP. Like, um, it's really, really not the most perfect app. We, we, really, we literally coded it out like um, the past few months. And there's so many things to work on. We were being lean, you know, like, okay, let's make it functional. But there's a lot of things that we never thought of. And with like what, eight thousand plus users on the app and like doing a lot of things, right? It uncovers a lot of bugs and a lot of, a lot, a lot of things that we never thought users would do. So in some sense, it was like a very uh, I'll, I'll take it as like a very large scale uh beta testing la. so a lot of our users are doing all the actions that we never thought of and we realize okay wow actually you press 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 this means there will be an error and then okay see, then we know what to do or oh, actually users will do this kind of uh, behavior and you learn a lot la. So, this one man, has been a lot of learnings, a lot of firefighting. Fire things. Like, wow, actually, wow, there's a lot of uh, this kind of illegal quest or, like, not appropriate quest. They have to constantly delete them. Then now we are coming of a system to ban them straight away. Like, uh, like we call it a mini-AI. So, like, you'll check whatever words that people are writing. Then we will, like, if it's the errant one, then we will just delete them. So, really interesting month it has been. La.
0: Right. So, yeah. actually, something that I realized is that you seem to be quite good at growing, like, gaining popularity and gaining traction and going viral and stuff like that so like maybe like if we could summarize like all the interesting stories that you mentioned thus far you know like what would be like one advice that you can give to let's say somebody else that's looking to start an app and they just want to gain traction from it like what are some of the things that you know that they can do Uh, okay
1: oh yeah i have a perfect one for this because like you know in quest we we try to you know be more uh, startup vision like what well, I have like a few values uh. but one of the most uh, of uh, one of the value that I value the most is that uh, we encourage people to be uh have a little bit of creativity, and a little bit of weirdness. So why weirdness? Right? Uh, I think something that the quest team agree with a lot is that you know if you are too normal, you won't stand out. So you not know, be weird, man. Like like, just go out there. Be different but of course not too different that you know you're you are very weird but just a little bit of weirdness it'll get you quite far yeah so, so in that sense of like you know how to get viral I will go for that advice lah.
0: Right. So like do unique things that you know like you wouldn't otherwise see like people do and then yeah. uh, see how it works and then just keep testing and keep trying new things.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um yeah, just be a little bit, yeah, and, and what you say about testing, I think that's something that uh we believe a lot in. Like just test and test and test. Like uh if something doesn't work, um then you just you can just give it up after a week. But um because I, I would say that what we do, like for example, even the Telegram, right? We just try. week and if it doesn't work it doesn't work then we will move on uh and this with this kind of mentality like this kind of speed um it actually helped us to navigate uh faster in like in this like whole uh startup world where where we are still learning about everything yeah
0: right so then how do you juggle like between school and your startup since your startup really sound like you're taking a lot of your time and you know, like you really have to put in a lot of effort to really maintain your app and constantly update it. So how do you then juggle?
1: Yeah, I think that's a really hard thing to do. Um, I, and I'm really very scared for like <laughs> the next semester because I want to take an LOA, but then uh, my co-founders uh, decide to, the three of us decided to take a class together next sem. And This class is like entrepreneurship practicum. It means like uh the school, right? We actually pay you, give you one thousand dollars, right? And you should develop MVP. So we thought, like, wow, this is on it's an entrepreneurship mod together, and uh, let's take it together. And we got in like we it, it was a mod that you cannot bid for. Like you have to uh, write into the prof and say, Hey, uh, let me like um like I have this idea, can I work on it? And we understand that we are a bit more advanced, like we here have an MVP and everything. So we asked the prof, like, hey, you know, uh there's a lot of things that we still want to learn. Um, if you don't mind like uh taking us in, then uh, we'll be more than happy to learn from you. So he accepted us. Uh and because of that, right, I decided to, okay, uh, uh let's not take it away next exam, but I'll take the, the next one. Uh but yes, struggling with school is really hard. Like um, uh, what I would do is uh I last Sam, I planned all my class in the morning. So from eight to like 12 uh, i'll be doing school uh, i'll be in school uh, having my lectures and seminars um and then 12 to 6 or beyond will be focusing on my startup and i realized that at, especially last year um when the telegram it's eh, not last year last semester when the telegram was just started uh, a lot of the users will post quests around 11 am uh, 2 pm so there'll be a time where i can really um, handle uh, all the, all the quests and demand uh but how do i juggle I think hmm <laughs> I would say that I'll just be productive. I, I, I try to wake up earlier and then um I clear all my uh, the most difficult tasks in the morning and then uh go on to school. But something different is that I'm an entrepreneurship and marketing major. So the fortunate thing is that uh a lot of times, right, a lot of my projects I can use Quest for. So that's quite good luck. Like like I remember um so, I use Quest for two times, really, in, in my projects. And it helped us a lot because uh, we spent a lot, a lot less time making reports because I already have them. And a lot less time making pitch tech because I already have them. And then, um, uh, it helped us a lot. It, firstly, I can focus on my uh, startup while doing work. So, that kind of benefits. And, yeah. So, even next semester, I'm taking two entry major, uh, entry major mods. The one is the one that I'm taking my co-founders. And the other one is... um. Um, you—it's know, called entrepreneurial finance, and it's good because it teaches us about like seed round uh, venture capital all this, which will be more important in the coming months. Uh, with quest, and yeah, so yeah, I I don't have the perfect answer of how to juggle with school, but um, it's something that my co-founders are struggling also because uh, okay my two other co-founders, uh, one, my CTO is called Craig. So Craig is an uh, IS student, uh, information system student. So although he has to do a lot of, um, uh, like his curriculum is sort of like uh, coding eh, and, and developing apps la, or, or like cloud solutions, um, but he can't use Quest in a lot of the projects. So, and he's someone who is very, very responsible. So he wouldn't like... uh. Uh, one thing he told me all the time is he always feels bad like if he doesn't like uh give enough time to the projects, like he wants to be responsible, right? Like if I'm in this project, yeah, my grades can uh suffer, but I cannot make my groupmates suffer. So this is something that the three of us struggle with. Like, wow, well, when project t- time comes, like We are already just very heading Like we have to uh our entire day is spent working, studying, everything. But I guess that's the challenge of student entrepreneurship. Um but in the end of the day, I really enjoy what we are doing. La. So, a lot of times, you don't have to tell me to, okay, go and do this work la, or something, but we are just doing it. So, that helps a little bit. And I'm looking forward. La, because next semester, a lot of our interns currently, uh, our summer interns, right, are continuing with us uh, as part-time. So, I don't think uh, things will be as bad because now we have like a full team to help us. And we are still like, hiring people to uh, come on board with us on, as an intern. So, not as bad, la, I would say.
0: Right So I think we covered Quite a lot about You know Quest itself And some of the struggles That you face And how you overcome them mm. So maybe Could you just share Like in your Like startup journey Thus far I mean in the past one year Where you started developing Your app And the entire Telegram channel And stuff like that mm. You know like What was like One highlight That you really like Remember till this day You know that kind of thing
1: Oh Okay, uh okay, uh, obviously there are a lot. Lah. Okay, let me just share one of the uh biggest ones. So uh because okay, the idea of quest, right? Like this gig economy services marketplace, uh is not new. Uh, a lot of people heard of it before. I'm pretty sure like uh, you know a few uh competitors or like we are have like different companies everywhere, like overseas anywhere. Um so at the start, no nobody really believed in us. Uh we are just like three students, uh, people will say, oh, is this a project you're working on? So, I think we struggled quite a lot at the start, especially when we didn't have Telegram to prove anything. We didn't have uh, users. uh, Just three uh, very fashionable uh, students, like year one students with like fashion and want to do something. Uh, So, I think one of the, I would say like the Moment that I was like, wow, yeah, we are like working on something great, right? Was when we got accepted uh into our SMU incubator. So uh, personally, right, I always wanted to go into the incubator, like before going to SMU. Oh, yeah, I haven't said context, I'm an SMU student, by the way. Uh, and before um coming to SMU, like uh when I just left Poly, I remember coming to uh an open house. <laughs> uh SMU was an open house and I saw like this like PAK challenge, like this uh like it's SMU's like a um, big entrepreneurship challenge. And then um there were like a lot of startups like presenting their idea like in the I remember it's like, it's like some walkway lah, and like they were just sharing their ideas. And at the time I always wanted to be an entrepreneur, but I don't know what that time quest idea haven't come out yet. Uh and I just thought, oh, wow, so cool. And then I learned about uh what how SMU can actually provide entrepreneurship. And they have this like this incubation center called BIG, like uh business innovation uh generator. Yeah. And so right, in the entire like two years in Army, uh, it was my aim like, okay, you know what I want to be an entrepreneur In SMU and I want to get myself incubated so uh, us receiving the news like of being incubated by SMU was a real real uh, sign of relief and like um uh happiness like, like really really happy that we are there like and we use the space all the time like like uh, we love being SMU's incubator like we use the office like like all the time and Another thing also is that uh because we also through SMS Incubator, right, we got the startup SG grant the 50k grant. Um, and we actually incubi- uh, incorporated in September of last year, 2020. And it was bad because to get the SG startup grant, right, you have your company cannot be incorporated for more than six months. So um and to get the 50k grant, you have to have like an incubator or an EMP. Uh, what is it called? Accredited, accredited Mentorship Partner or something. Uh, I think I'm wrong, but yeah, EMP. Like you need that um, uh, organization, right? To actually uh, grant you the 50k. So, we tried uh, and we thought that in September, we weren't ready for the incubator. Like, we were still very new. So, uh, we really, really needed to get into B.I.G. If not, we wouldn't have gotten the 50K. So getting into B.I.G. was a huge sign of relief for us. Yeah. And I think that was one of the memorable days. I even tricked my, my founder and I was like, hey, you know what, well, they email us and like... Uh, <laughs> and, I, and I showed like a very sad face and then he he thought we didn't get in. But after that, well, when I said like, oh, actually we got in, right, he was so happy. And I think that was one of the um, highlights uh, of this journey so far.
0: So what does the incubator actually give you other than an office space and access to like grants? You know, like like were there any like connections that you wouldn't have made without this incubator? Could you just share a little bit more on that?
1: Oh yeah, for sure. Um, I think being an incubator, I think one not the best thing is the network. Um, because okay, how the SMUBIG BIG run right is that they actually um every month there's this thing called a founders update, so they'll gather like. Uh, each Okay in the Cohort right There will be around 20 plus startups And Out of the 20 um, They will divide by like 5 So like uh, 5 startups will be paired With 1 account manager And During the founders update The account manager Will like go through uh, A round of like uh, Sharing with the 5 uh, uh Startups Every month And we are supposed to share firstly a pitched uh pitch to them. So this is to like kind of brush up your pitching skills and then each founder will like know. uh I would say criticize that but give feedback like oh you know you can improve this your back this sounds like a bit messy blah blah blah. And then um it's more than the last Fifty minutes for you to like share, uh, your journey, what struggles you have, or everything. And I thought that was really useful because I get to hear what other startup founders face. Uh, and a lot, of them, all of them are older than me. In in uh, I think most of them, except one, uh, were older than me. And and it was very interesting hearing from their experiences, like oh, what they do, and uh, being like such a young company, I didn't even know how to like uh, how to like do CPF. So I had to ask like, hey, how do you do CPF? And they're like, oh, you know, you can go to this place, click on button raise you. And like, oh okay, okay. So this kind of like small, small thing really benefited us. Uh this kind of founder sharing session. And there were a lot of masterclass which uh to a young startup which who have no idea uh on like what to do, it was useful. Uh, and I think that benefited us a lot was the entrepreneurs in residence. So one of the entrepreneurs in residence we talked to a lot is uh um, this lady called Christina. She was like the um vp of marketing for Honest V. so and i thought she was very cool so so we and she loved the whole hero citizen idea and then we pitched to her and like regularly check up on her and say like, hey you know this is what we are doing now and she was like okay you know what you should focus this more or rather this more and like all this kind of advice and i thought that was very very helpful um yeah and and yeah the office space is great man like we are there all the time uh, other than whole COVID situation. Yeah.
0: So then um I guess uh, we are approaching the end of this podcast. So just like two more questions. And these are questions that generally I ask all the startup founders that I interview. So the first question would be then like what are some of the resources that you found helpful that other entrepreneurs can have access to, you know, like something that's like publicly available. It could be a book, website, you know, people that you follow, you know, are there any resources that you would recommend?
1: Oh, uh, well, while you were asking this question, like so many kind of like uh, brands and like uh, things come, come up. Um, I think at the start, I don't know why this is coming up to me, but I would say like Canva. I think Canva is very useful as a marketer. Uh, you don't need like Adobe to use it, right? And, uh, but I, I'll say I'll, I'll come from a student entrepreneur uh, kind of uh, viewpoint. I think using school's resources uh, is very, very important. Uh, I actually use uh, SMU resources all the time, like, uh, getting the incubator, uh, pitching my startup to my friends, my groupmates Uh, getting my groupmates to help me was really important because, like, you know, I'm not the best in everything, right? Like, I have a friend who is very good in finance, like, doing projections and, like, being, doing part of the project, like, he helped me, like, do, do our five-year projection. Wow, so cool, you can do all this kind of thing so easily. Uh, and he would take me, like, uh, one whole day just to do something. What you did in like fifteen minutes. So um, I think reaching out to like the peers around you is very valuable. Um, I think the SG Startup Founders Grant help us a lot. Also, uh, fifty k is a lot of money for any startup. Um, at this stage, uh, so if if you're a first time founder, I would say like you know try to get a fund. Um, and like apply to incubators. I think those helps you a lot. Um, yeah, and all those. Okay, so we also use a lot of free stuff. Like, you know, Quest, we really don't really pay much for um, services like all those uh software. uh like For example, Slack, we are using the free version. <laughs> Our Monday.com, we are using the free version. Um, A lot of things are using the free version. Like, you can save up on a lot of things. Um, So don't just spend on... Uh, need the, uh don't don't just spend on like anything la. Like even uh, office space, right? It's something that you can save if you go for incubator. So something we are really proud of. Uh, what well, what we do at Quest is that we are very frugal. Okay, personally, I'm not the most frugal person, but my co-founders are very very frugal. They they, they are very sensitive with money, and this make me like okay, you know, I can't just just anyone spend and everything. So uh, one of the I just use all the free resources I can get, and I would say that my team. Have this mentality where you know we can save we save, so don't use uh don't need to spend all our marketing, you know. Although for quest marketing is important, but we don't like just you know anyhow put one k two k into like Facebook ads, but you know we can do uh TikTok where it's free and if you go viral you you can have a much bigger reach with zero dollars spent. So I think that's very important at um uh, startup stage where you know money is very precious like you can't just anyhow spend,
0: yeah. Okay, got it. So I guess like um, this frugality is quite important. Like even that, like I mean, like we are all students, and like you know, like we don't exactly have like unlimited money. Neither are we like working a full time job, you know, to fund our passion project. So I guess then the last question would be then, what is one advice that you give to yourself one year ago? Like, when you first started Quest, you know? Like, what are some things that you would do, some things that you would not do? Wow, oh,
1: this is pretty thought-provoking. Um, hmm. I, I, okay, the, the first thing that came to my mind is to be more bold. Like, like, just go out there and talk to people. I think, like, at the start, when your idea is very fresh or like you know you don't have much validation you'll be very shy to talking to a lot of people um and i think at the start where when i first started um you know you'll be worried about like how people feel about your 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 startup idea. Okay. Or like even bring it back to one year. like, like, like Let's bring it back all the way to like two, three years ago when I first had the idea, like in army, right? I didn't dare to share it with anybody. Like, oh, I scared like, oh, people steal my idea how. Huh? But without knowing that, actually was well, there are so much competitors out there. Like there's no one steal your idea. It's really more of, like, the education that matters so much more so one thing is to just go out there share your idea talk to more people uh really network um i think that's quite important like i realized that how helpful uh, uh people are in the startup uh scene like you know you can just reach out to almost anybody and like you know it, it doesn't cost anything to help you or like give a one advice or connect you with the next other person that can actually help you better so I think yeah, the, the number one uh advice would say is to reach out, uh, don't be scared, you know,
0: just network. Yeah. So where do people find quests? <laughs>
1: Um, You can find Quest either through Telegram or mobile app but I uh suggest you use our mobile app our uh, latest launch both in the app stores of Google and Apple Play Store eh, oh, Google Play Store and the Apple App Store
0: yeah. Right so then like what is like one interesting feature on your app that you know that's not available on Telegram that will get people to like go over to, to the app and download it um,
1: I would say it's safety um, if you really like, you know, uh, worry about uh your money being transacted, like you know, people bill on you or having the trust, you know, in in someone that you, you don't know to actually help you do the most, like, uh, like coming to your home to help you fix something, use the app because like we do user check, we ha- we will track their numbers, we uh have the whole payment system in place, so you know if you use our app, um, all these things will be taken care of. And in the upcoming updates, uh, we're going to have like sync pass uh, verification and everything. So hopefully, uh, as we go along, the app will get safer and safer and your experience will get better as a user.
0: Okay, got it. So thank you so much, Evan, for taking your time out today to actually speak to me on this podcast. And I think I I got a lot of it as well. Yeah, thanks for having me, man. Yeah. (laughs) Thank you so much. Thank you. We've come to the end of this episode. If you like our content, give us a review on Apple Podcasts and Spotify. Till next time, take care.